Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of The Informed Catholic. My name is Ned Jabbar. I'm the uh, producer, host, and editor of this podcast. And this is episode 140 of The Informed Catholic uh, for this uh, year, 2020. And so um, I want to introduce you to an article here. This is by LifeSite News. It's about a priest, a Catholic priest in New York City, here in my hometown, uh, at St. Xavier Parish. Uh, his name is Father Kenneth Bowler. He's uh, a Jesuit, Father Kenneth Bowler, S.J., at St. Francis Xavier uh, Parish in New York. It's right here in the village. Um, it's one of those controversial parishes that definitely um, embraces identity politics. It uh, ministers to LGBTQ community. It's basically... It's full-out liberal Jesuit. Um, I've heard a lot of people who've attended this parish, and they'll tell you that you you know you know you will walk away with an earful of political correctness. Um, I had a friend who went there, and he said one time they actually um, really abused uh, the mass by bringing out a loaf of bread. And uh, he made a joke to somebody, are they going to bring out the jam? <laughs> so uh, the butter and jam. So it's, um, yeah, it's one of those parishes that pushes uh, pushes the envelope. Of course, right now, this is, their, um, this is their time because they got a Jesuit priest sitting on the throne of St. Peter, uh, Pope Francis. So uh, it's... It's not a surprise. It's not a surprise. I'm going to play the uh, audio of what this priest did uh, last Sunday, okay? Uh, because I've heard it on Dr. Taylor Marshall. He talked about it. And then, of course, um, Church Militant talked about it. So I want to play the audio before we go into the article, okay? This is going to be audio one. It's uh, the 22nd Sunday of Ordinary Time. This happens. So let's get ready. All right. Hold. Therefore, from this day forward, will you strive to understand more deeply the injustice and suffering white privilege and white supremacy cause? Yes. yes. Will you commit to help transform our church culture to one that is actively engaged in seeking racial justice and equity for all, for everyone? Yes. Will you make a greater effort to treat all people with the same respect you expect to receive? Yes. Will you commit to developing the courage to live your beliefs and values of racial justice and equality? Yes. Will you strive to eliminate racial prejudice from your thoughts and actions so that you can better promote the racial justice efforts of our church? Yes. Will you renew and honor this pledge daily, knowing that our church and our community, our nation and our world will be better places because of our efforts? Yes. Let us pray. All right, I'm going to stop it there. That's pretty much what, what happened last Sunday. Question is, was he right to do this? I don't think so. 
I don't believe he was right to do it because he he embraced a philosophy, a secular humanist philosophy. And there's a name for this, which I can't remember. Uh, Tim Pool uses it's, it's it's a political ideology that is treated like a religion. Ever since these protests began during the summer, uh, ever since the, the 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 constant rioting, uh, months I think weeks before all this, before the shutdown, there was an incident in uh, I don't know where it was, what state it was. You had a bunch of people sitting out in the crowds on the floor, on the ground, out in the open. It might have been San Francisco, I don't know, and they held their hands up in the air, and like a cult, there was it was like a cult, and they were all denouncing and acknowledging their white privilege and denouncing it and everything, and it was almost like being at a hippie cult. And this is the problem here because you got to ask yourself, what is bringing these people into this state of mind? What is making them think that this, what they're doing is right? And you got to look at the makeup of the crowd. You got to study the makeup. Majority of them were all white people. The majority of them were all white, very educated, most likely very well-educated people, uh, very um, much into the politics, into their identity politics. And this is the problem that is very dangerous because on one hand, you're getting these people saying that they admit that they're racist, and that they admit that they have white privilege. And then you're getting people on the other end who are um, people of color, African-American, Hispanic, and they're also pushing this to the extreme. They're pushing this to the extreme. So what about those of us in the middle who say that the people on the right are wrong and the people on the left are wrong? Basically, they're both on the same side. But they're both pushing this identity politics far to the limit that it's actually polarizing the country, ripping the country apart. Okay, I'm I'm not European. I am not of European descent. I'm of Middle Eastern descent. And I denounce both of them. I think that, in my opinion, the Democrats love racial division. They love it. I grew up in New York City. I attended a public school system and identity politics has always been part of the public school system. It always was and it still is. It's even worse now than it ever was when I was a kid growing up in the 80s. It was constantly either Black History Month, Hispanic Month, or or then of course there was also, um, you know, we, we, we did uh, about the Holocaust, constant, constant identity politics, afraid of leaving any particular ethnic group out, afraid of leaving any, any group out, not acknowledging any particular one. Now, of course, then in the 80s came in the whole AIDS pa pandemic. Uh, so then homosexuality, um, LGBT uh, was starting. That was the early stages of it. They didn't call it that back then. But there was constant programs about AIDS. There was constant programs about homosexuality. And and it's gotten worse through the years. It just keeps getting worse. You know, in a sense, you have to ask yourself, when are we all together ever American? When are we ever American? 
Now, I've met people who didn't like Middle Easterns, didn't like Arabs. Can't help you with that. I'm sorry. You know, if, if, if you, maybe you have a reason, maybe you've had a bad experience. Most likely you did. But the fact remains is all I can do is still be me. I don't walk around always saying that I have to remind everybody that I'm Arab. People have often mistaken me for Hispanic and I don't take it personal. People walk up to me and speak to me in Spanish. And sometimes they get angry because not realizing, well, maybe I may look Hispanic, but what if I'm not Hispanic? And they get upset about it. I don't get upset about it. Okay, it happens. It happens. And I I have to explain to the person. Some people look at me funny. That's fine. But I don't take it personal. It, it's, it's not something I walk around with a chip on my shoulder at the end of the day, angry that people mistake me for Hispanic. It happens. Life goes on. It, it's, you know, it's a normal, it's a normal mistake. It doesn't mean anything to me, you know, fine. But the problem is, is that for other people, they take it personal because they've been trained to take these sort of things personal. They've been trained to to take uh, uh, any little action or suspicion or what, let's say uh, a store owner may be watching people for shoplifting, you know, but that be, that's because it's happened before. That's why. Why would the store owner be, be afraid of that? Because it's happened before and it causes more racial tension between, between people because we live in an environment where the politics keeps pushing identity politics and it causes a lot of tension. What they're doing now in this mass is dividing the house of Christ is, you know, it's, it's you, it's, it's giving into the politics of the state. That's what this priest has done. He has not made things better. He's made things worse. He didn't preach Christ he preached the ide the ideology of the state. Christ is not to, to, to bend the knee to the state. What he did was he decided to take the philosophy and gospel of Caesar. All right. And he decided to make Christ bow to Caesar. And this, he was wrong to do that. All right. Um, let, oh. We're going to come back and we're going to start looking into the article, okay? Uh, before we begin, uh, please um, subscribe to the podcast, share, and um, you know tell your friends. I don't have an advertisement or anything like that, so uh, the best thing is the word of mouth. And I really believe that's the best best way it goes. I, I noticed that the, you guys are starting to um, to subscribe more. Right. I've checked out uh, a number of states. They actually give me, um, you know, a graph and I checked out a number of different states. Um, you know, Pennsylvania is up there. New Jersey is up there. And I got a lot of followers in Brooklyn, which is really great. Uh, I think it's wonderful. Um, that's the best thing. The Reformed Catholic, you know, is about being is about being Catholic and it's about Catholicism. And it's about all these things that these uh, articles where I think are really good that we take from LifeSite News, Church Militant, and other uh, other places. And it really helps because when we talk about these things, we should discuss these articles and discuss the subject matter behind it. 
And we are in election seasons. We're going to talk a lot more about being Catholic and uh, voting as a Catholic, which I think is very important for all of us that we have to remember this. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, also um, in uh, in another segment, we're going to talk about mail-in ballots. And we're going to uh, discuss about mail-in ballots as uh, opposed to going in in person and voting. So we're going to discuss that. So <clears throat> let's say a quick prayer, and then we'll go into the article. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory. Now and forever, Holy Mary, Mother of God, Queen of the Rosary, Queen of Peace, pray for us. St. Joseph, pray for us. St. Thomas More, pray for us. St. Thomas Aquinas, pray for us. And uh, St. Michael the Archangel, defend us. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. <laughs> 